Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hollywood Hero. I'm your host, Layla Palmer, and today I am back with the podcast where I meet and interview the entertainment industry's most acclaimed personalities. So, yeah, let's talk about some things. I took a break for a while. I needed to just focus more on my schoolwork, and I had a lot of other stuff in my personal life going on that I just needed to figure out. And then schoolwork was piling up, so I needed to make sure I stayed on top of that. And then I started working on another show. So it's all been piling up, and it's been a lot, but I'm back, and I'm glad to be back. As far as, I don't really have anything, unfortunately, for Music Minute this week. I apologize. I know it's been a long time, so you would think that I would have something, but I don't. Um, Let's just talk about, like, what has been going on in the past, like, month, because there's been a lot. So, I started dating someone. Yay, me. Um, And that was actually one of the things that I think was part of why I took a break um because I was just like for the amount that like how can I put this for the amount of time I was spending with this person I kind of let it get in the way of the podcast not in like a super negative way but in the sense that I was just like really spending a lot of time with this person and uh the podcast and also like taking schoolwork into account too like the podcast kind of just became like kind of on the back burner and um don't really want to do that anymore because <laughs> i care about the podcast way too much to just like leave it for weeks with no explanation um so yeah i'm gonna work and be a lot better at being on top of things regarding the podcast another thing that happened is my mom visited me um she visited me, she, not from too far away. She took, like, a flight. It was, like, an hour. So I saw her, which was really nice, um, because we had a family weekend, and she wasn't able to come to that. So she came, like, the next week. Uh, and I really enjoyed seeing her. It Honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not really homesick at all. Like, it's November. I haven't been homesick yet since I've been here. It's more so that I miss, like, I think I miss the comfort of being home and knowing that, like, there's always going to be someone that I can hang out with or talk to, whereas here in Boston, it's a little um, less certain. So that I definitely do miss. Um, But no, I wouldn't say that I'm homesick, weirdly. Um, And I don't really get homesick because I have a lot of experience being away from home, whereas some people have never been away from home before so it's like a really hard transition for them but I didn't really have that experience so luckily what else has happened it's been such a long time I don't know how like more I don't have more to say um well Halloween just passed it's November now um and Halloween weekend was really really fun uh I so here's actually not that funny of a story but so My boyfriend texts me the morning of Friday on Halloween weekend. So, like, Friday morning, starting Halloween weekend, he texts me. He's like, there's this thing tonight. Do you want to go? I said, sure. Yeah, I want to go. I don't have plans. So, we went, but we didn't have costumes at all. Like, I was planning on doing a group costume with two of my friends, and then it ended up falling through because I didn't really want to buy the costume if I didn't know what I would be doing on Halloween. And um, that is 
pretty much what happened. Like this plan fell into my lap the day of. So I didn't know that this would be happening at all. So I'm like scrambling, trying to figure out costume for me or like possible couples costumes. It was just like a lot. And I was conjuring up a lot of different costumes. Like for some reason, I really wanted to be Captain Underpants because number one, I think it would have been super easy to put together. And I just didn't end up doing it. But um, I don't know. I felt, felt like that would have been fun. So later in the day, we go to a thrift store that like has a big Halloween section on their first floor now. Uh, well, not anymore. It's Halloween's past. But when we went, they had a big Halloween section. So we went to the thrift store and tried to find something. Still not sure, like completely sure of what we were going to be for Halloween. But we went anyway. And there was like absolutely nothing there. And which makes sense because it was like two days before Halloween. So like we kind of walked into that. Long story short, I went as some sort of animal. I think it was like a, a leopard. I think it was, God, I don't know my animals very well. This is embarrassing. It was like, I think it was a leopard. I think I was a leopard. I wore like a black unitard and like ears and like there was like a bow tie and like a tail. The whole tail situation, I don't even feel like getting into. It was rarely, it was very like annoying because like you open the package, the tail has like a loop that you're supposed to use a safety pin for, but nobody had safety pins. So we tried like using a stapler, that didn't work. Then we tried, I tried poking holes through like each side of the seam to then like tie it around. Um, that didn't work because then the strings on the tail just broke. So then I had to poke a hole through the actual tail, loop like I had to cut off a string from my like one of my masks that I don't really use. I had to loop that through the hole of the tail, then loop that through the two holes I made in the unitard and then tie it. And this was like 45 minutes of trying to figure out how to put this tail on. It was really annoying, but I got sidetracked. I went as some sort of leopard or something. And then my boyfriend went as the dude from The Big Lebowski. I don't know any more than that. <laughs> like, I've never seen The Big Lebowski, so I don't really know the context of that character or anything. All I know is that that's what he was dressed as. And yeah, it took us a while to like actually come down to a decision about what we wanted to be because we had such limited options. So yeah, that is, I think, the best update I can give for the podcast this week. I think I'm just going to get into it and introduce this week's guest, um, which I'm actually very excited to introduce. So this week's guest is Jesse Gold. Jesse Gold is a Canadian R&B artist. I love his music. It's really, really good. Um, and he's actually on tour right now. So he was touring in Canada, or I think he had a few shows, and then he extended um, the touring dates to like the Northeast and like LA. Um, so I'm in Boston. I got tickets to the Boston November 13th show. You should definitely show out to that. If you're in Boston, definitely get tickets to that. Definitely check it out. Buy tickets to his tour. I'm super excited to see him live finally. But yeah, so that is all. <laughs> uh, keep listening. Listen to the rest of the episode to hear from Jesse Gold. We had a great interview. It was really, really nice talking to him. And if you want to hear that, keep listening. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Okay, so I'm here with Jesse Gold. Thank you so much for being on Hollywood Hero today, and welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, before we get started, why don't you tell me and the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do? 
Sure. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Jesse Gold, and I'm from Toronto, Canada. I'm an R&B singer-songwriter, and I've been playing music my entire life and uh, went to school for music and um, recently just put out uh, my sophomore EP. It's called Stupid Hours, and uh, it's available everywhere now, and, and I'm just out here trying to, trying to make it happen. So fire your questions at me, and we'll have a good time. Awesome. Well, my first question for you, you just said that you've been making music, doing music really your entire life. Um, but is there any specific story or like, you know, anecdote for why you wanted to start making music, anything like that? The earliest memory I have was as a three-year-old when I asked for my, I asked my parents for a guitar when I was in the back seat of their car listening to some music. They tell the story that literally out of the blue, I just said, I want a guitar. And they both looked at each other and then looked at me in the back seat as like a literal toddler. And they were like, um, okay. So they got me a guitar and um, I started taking lessons at three years old. And so I've been playing guitar my entire life. So that's my earliest wow. memory. Um, but then as I got older and I started playing in bands um, and had like my first experiences on stage those were some moments that I can very clearly remember kind of changing my perspective of what I was going to do for the rest of my life. Those were the first moments where I was like, oh, this is it for me. Um, just playing in a, like a high school band, and, but, but playing for my friends and family um, and being on stage. And uh, it was a really pivotal moment for me as a young teen that this was something I was going to do for the rest of my life. So I'd say that those are the two like pretty um, tangible memories I have of, of those moments in my life. Yeah. And other than doing music, which you've been doing for your entire life, are there any other serious hobbies that you've taken up or serious interests that you would compare to like your love for music? You know, it's interesting. My hob my, my biggest hobby has always been music, which I guess is a bit of a cop-out. Um, but I grew up like snowboarding um, and I was a pretty like active kid, though I didn't do many like traditional sports, but I, I like to snowboard. I, I got injured, so I kind of stopped doing that. Um, but as of recently, like I've been finding different things within music that I can kind of call a hobby. Like, for example, I've started writing for other artists and, co and oh, doing okay. more co-writing. So while I've been like a singer songwriter my whole life and making records and writing songs um never before have i ventured out and written for other people so in a way it's kind of like a new exciting thing in 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 my world so you know i guess i guess i'd call that a hobby just because it's like a new exciting thing in my musical world but um you know i like to I like to be in the sun by a lake. Is that a hobby? I like to, you know, be outside, hike, you know, dumb stuff like that. Yeah, well, that stuff isn't dumb. I also enjoy those things. Okay, cool. Um, Thank you for that validation. Yeah. Um, but you, you obviously mentioned starting to write for other artists. When you started writing for other artists, how do you see that? Or do you see that impacting your own writing? and your own oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it's benefited me in a few ways. Uh, the first way is that because I 
been playing music my whole life and I went to school for music and studied it. Um, I was like physically capable of making many different kinds of music. So, you know, R&B was always something that was like deeply ingrained in, in me, but also um, like rock and country and pop music. I, I was just a lover of all of those different genres. And so going to school for music, I learned to play them all. Um, and so when it, when I wanted to become my own artist, I kind of had all of these tools at my disposal to figure out who I wanted to be. And, um, you know, it took a lot of experimenting, but when it came to writing for other artists, that was a way for me to like scratch that itch of wanting to do so many different kinds of things because yeah. that doesn't really work as an artist. Like I, I can't be an artist today and like make rock and R and B and pop. Like it's just, obviously you have to focus that a little more. So by writing for other artists, I was able to like use that as a creative outlet for me to be able to just like do all that fun stuff. So that, that was one benefit. Um, but then another benefit is that I, when I opened up to writing with other people, like I obviously learned so much from them just about the writing process in general and what people, what works for other people and um, how people work that really helped inform uh, my songwriting. Um, and for the first time in doing that, I actually brought people on to write for my project, which I had never done either. And I learned so much from doing that. And I think it really elevated uh, the writing process just by opening myself up to working with other people. Yeah. And at the beginning, you were mentioning being able to dabble in different genres that you're not really able to do for your own mm -hmm. music, because like you said, you have to stick to one thing. Um, but who are your musical inspirations and are they like multi-genre? Yeah, absolutely. Like, is that, does that phrase make sense? I, I, it makes perfect sense. And it's a perfect way to describe my influences because they do range across many a genre. I, I grew up listening, like my, my dad was a classic rock guy, like kind of seven, 60s, 70s rock. And my mom was listening to Motown. Um, so when I was young, I had both of these like... Um, played for me all the time, which are obviously two amazing uh, genres of music. So I learned a lot that way. And that kind of like from a very early age, I was listening to different types of music, um, which I think definitely grew into what I listen to now. Um, but I think for the most part, I grew up listening to like John Mayer, who was like a big inspiration to me as a guitarist and songwriter. Um, and then when I got introduced to Craig David, um, like a nineties, two thousands R and B that really like opened the floodgates for me in terms of who I wanted to be as a singer. And so I kind of combined, um, all of those influences that they helped pave the way for me. But now, um, it's, it's kind of a funny detail, but I, I actually listen to a lot of, um, heavy metal music, um, wow. because, people always ask me like why I like it. And I think the answer that I figured out is that um, no matter what I'm listening to in any other genre, I think subconsciously my brain is like always picking it apart. Like if I'm listening to like Billie Eilish or something, I can't truly like turn off the part of my brain that's saying like, Oh, what, what's she doing? Like what bass is that? What snare sound is that? Yeah. Even if I really 
try, I'm like subconsciously learning from it. And I think with something like metal, it's like so far removed from what I do that it, it ironically is actually a, a break for my brain. And it's like kind of relaxing for me. So anytime I'm like working out or driving or walking, like it's usually what is playing in my ears. So um, that's a bit of a fun fact about me. So wow. I use all of these, these different genres and I pull what I can from all of them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's benefited me in many ways to have a few influences. Okay. And now that I know that you listen to heavy metal so much, any, I mean, I'm probably not going to know them, but any sure. favorite bands or artists? Yeah. My, my like favorite band, I think I've mentioned this before is a band called See You Space Cowboy. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I've fell in love with their stuff over the last little while. It's, it's really heavy and it's a lot of people are surprised to hear me say that, but they're like one of my favorites. So uh, try not to be scared when you listen to them, but I, I love them very much. And yeah. All right. Well, if anyone's going to listen to uh, see you space cowboy. Yeah. But you know what, if anyone's going to listen to anything, listen to me first. And right. Then and then, <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> now I want to talk a little bit more specifically about your music. So you have two EPs, We'll Be Fine, mm -hmm. and your most yes. recent EP, Stupid Hours. First, I want to talk about We'll Be Fine. So what is the message or overarching theme of that EP, if there is one? Yeah, um, I think it's right. I guess I have this habit of the overarching themes being the title. So uh, that title kind of came from just the ups, of the ups and downs of being an independent artist and, you know, running into many roadblocks um, and powering through them. And it became kind of a theme of the record as we were making it, when something wouldn't quite go our way, I found myself always saying, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Um, and the more I said that, it kind of just became common vernacular in my circle of friends and my producers. And, and I was just saying it all the time. And it, uh, it kind of just started to make sense. So, um, and I still, I still try and harness that energy to this day. I just like whatever roadblock we, we get into, it's all good. We're going to be fine. We'll figure it out. And uh, we usually do. So that, that was a the theme of that record. Um, and also it was kind of getting my foot into the door of just making um, the kind of music that I wanted to make and the music that I make today. Like if you listen to that record into the new one, you can kind of hear pieces of what is to come. So it was yeah. kind of me figuring it out and leaning into that more R&B side. There's definitely more pop on that EP. Um, and I was just like growing up and figuring out what it is that I wanted to do. Um, so I'm, I'm still proud of that EP. And I think it uh, makes a lot of sense in the story that is Jesse Gold. Yeah, well, I also think it makes a lot of sense in the in like life currently. I think the yeah. theme and like the mindset of like we'll be fine was that something that you like were constantly telling yourself like throughout the year of the pandemic. Um, I think well, the pandemic was definitely new territory, and I had never used that sentiment um, to refer to something as dreadful as this yeah. year has been. But now that you mention it, it does make sense. Um, but I think we were all having kind of more what is life thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, as much as I'd like to say I was thinking we'll be fine thoughts. I, it's like, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to yeah, know that. Maybe, but yeah. I'm hopeful, hopeful, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
And now I want to talk about, of course, the message and the theme of stupid hours. So um, that's your most recent EP. Also, I don't just want to talk about the message. I'm going to talk about the process of making that. It came out just recently. So were you working on it throughout the pandemic? Was that something that was like finalized for? So you were working on it throughout the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, very unique experience, something that I've never done before. It it was also kind of happening right at the time when I was starting to do more co-writing and, um, there was really nothing to do but write. And um, I knew I wanted to make another project. I, I felt like it was long overdue since we'll be fine. And uh, we wrote the entire record over Zoom. So wow. it was such an incredibly unique experience. I wrote the entire EP with my longtime creative partner, Jack Emblem, and then a brilliant writer by the name of Ali Sue, who I met pretty recently. Um, and she was just so incredible that I was like, please be involved in this. And the three of us were on Zoom every single day. And we would just sit there until we had a song finished. And um, I think we probably wrote the whole EP like, I mean, it was spread out. But if you condense it, it was probably like just over a week. Um, wow. And we we just like literally would be on zoom for five, six hours until we were like, amazing. Love this yeah. one. Okay. See you guys tomorrow. Um, so it was like such a unique experience. And then when it was done, like, obviously I can't tour it and I'm just doing everything I can to, to promote it from home. And I did like Instagram live streams and, and just like social as much social media as I could possibly do. Um, so it's been a very, strange unique experience um definitely forced me to focus more on certain things especially the writing of the record like i couldn't be in the studio making super hot beats and music so all i could do was sit there and be like are these lyrics really good or are they just good you know and so it forced me to like really dive deep deeper than i had on something like we'll be fine like i'm fine to say that like i just work way harder on this one. Um, and so it was a blessing in in that way for me, which is obviously very lucky to be able to say, but I used it to my advantage and uh, yeah, just tried to make something great. So I'm super proud of it. Yeah, now Stupid Hours, the title of the EP, you, yeah. said, you said that your titles kind of correlate with the theme. What does that theme kind of so so there's two there's like two sentiments that I kind of associated with the title that is stupid hours um firstly the first song that I wrote for this project is a song called rest in peace um and there's a line in rest in peace that says I put in stupid hours um so essentially what that's referring to is just my version of like 10,000 hours like I've been you know, whatever, playing guitar since I was three and just like, I, I've been working hard. I have put in the work. I'll continue to put in the work. And, um, when I wrote that line, it kind of just, it just felt good to say, it's like, damn, I've put in stupid hours here. Like, um, so that was the, the first meaning behind stupid hours. Um, and then the second meaning, I tend to like be, awake sometimes between the hours of like 1 and 4 a.m. And it's where I am just like thinking, where I'm like writing lyrics down that pop up, where I'm worrying or anxious, or I'm just coming up with ideas. And 
those sleepless hours, I kind of started to referring to as my stupid hours as well. And like I told my team that and, and anytime any of us are just like putting in late night hours or like going above and beyond, that's, we've been referring to those as our stupid hours. And so when I came up with the, that name for the EP, it just kind of sat right with everybody that that was the overall sentiment of, of the project is just like working hard, going above and beyond, like kind of torturing ourselves to make something great. Um, and so that's where it came from. Yeah. I really like the meaning behind, I mean, both sentiments behind the title, especially the staying up in the middle of the night yeah, thinking and yeah. having your mind wandering. Cause there were definitely it, most nights throughout you know, everybody. quarantine specifically. Yeah, that's yeah. But there were most nights throughout quarantine specifically where I was pulling all nighters, where I was staying up to like I don't know five in the morning, just yeah, staring at my wall and like thinking yeah, it's your stupid or, like, hours. or even TikTok. I would call those stupid hours as well. Totally rolling on TikTok. I, honestly, I, I fall into many a stupid hour on TikTok, and yeah. and you know when I think about the first meaning, which is me like putting in time and putting in work. And then the second meaning, which is like, I'm not, I'm not sleeping or to me, it's like stupid hours is the time that I put in, but it's also the time that's taken away from me kind of like against my own will. Right. So I don't know. It was just, as I started to think about it more like that, rather than just like these two words sound cool together, which I did think too, at the beginning, (laughs) it all kind of just started to make sense. And then, um, you know, it fit with every single song. And so that's how it came to be. Yeah, I, I really like that. Um, so for your music overall and all the music that you make, your lyrics, your, the messages behind your songs, how do you want those to impact your audience? What do you want your audience to take away from listening to your music? So I get asked questions like this, not quite as eloquently as you just put it, um, but I get, I get asked this question often and I wish I had, I always wish I had like a, a really deep answer, but here's my answer based on how I listen to music as a listener. I think that one of the highest compliments that someone can give to an artist is if you share that person's song with someone else before or like immediately. So when I like, if I hear a song that I'm, that I love instantly, I will like send it to a friend or my family before I even finish listening to it. And to me, that is like the highest compliment to an artist ever. And so I always strive, like I'm actually pretty cognizant of it when I'm writing that it's like, if somebody is sending my music to someone before they've even heard the song finished, that would be, that's the goal for me. So as much as I, I mean, I, I need to, I, I, I want the messages that I put out in the world in my songs, obviously to be relatable and to help people through whatever they're going through. Those are of course themes that I always want to touch on, but at the same time, I want the music to be super hot and I want people to send it around and be excited about it and just make them feel good. Um, even just musically. Um, so I'm always trying to balance those two things of like thematically, does it work? And will people, will it, will it mean something to someone? And at the same time, does the beat bang? 
you know? Yes. Uh, so I try, to, I try to marry those two, if that makes sense. And I think that that's my overall mission statement as an artist. I, I got to find a better way to say it, but I'm working on it. I feel like the way you're saying it is very understandable. I mean, I feel like an equivalent to sending it before the song is over is maybe even adding it to a playlist before the song oh, is yeah, over. Oh, exactly. yeah, I did that. I'm not going to lie. I did that to a few of your songs Ooh, when I was listening you. to your EPs. Uh, you're welcome. Um, because your songs are just so perfect for, I don't know, dancing or just like conversational, like background songs. I just like really. Nice. So I was definitely. Well, thank you so that. much. Thank you. I love to hear that. Yeah. So you did achieve your goal. Okay, uh, great. Yeah. Where are you, by the way? Sorry to interrupt. Where were you based? This is, oh, I'm in Philadelphia, but I'm oh, relocating cool. to Boston in a few months. Sick. You know, I went to school in Boston. Yeah. Really? What school did you go to? I went to Berkeley. Oh, really? Okay. I'll be at Emerson. Oh, it's right down the street. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever been to Boston? Sorry if I'm derailing this whole no, thing right now. No, I, I don't mind. I love talking about it. Um, I visited a few weeks ago, like a month ago for the first What'd time. I loved it, especially yeah, it's the of Emerson's campus. It's right on the commons. It's yes. Perfect location. It's, honestly, Boston was some of the greatest time of my life. And it is so beautiful there. It's it's awesome. And the, yeah, the Emerson campus is sick. There's a, it's just oh, I'm jealous. You're gonna have a great time. I am here to tell you, you're gonna love Boston. It's such a sick city. Like I'm dying to go back. Yeah. Well, when I when I play in Boston, you better be there and bring all your oh, Emerson friends. I will be for sure. I definitely okay, will be. And hopefully that happens sometime soon because live shows so. are hopefully we're, try, we're trying, I'm trying to figure that out now. That's, that's like, I'm literally today having meetings about oh, how, awesome. I'm, okay. how I'm going to do it. When, when do you go down? Uh, I'm leaving. I guess it's not down. End of things. August. I oh yeah. I, I don't know geography either. Um, okay. Well, it's, it's, everything is down for me. In yeah, Canada, that's so. true. That is true. Yeah. I think it's up for me though. It's up for me. Um, end of August, I'll be leaving. Awesome. So. Sick. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm happy for you and very excited. And we can, Thank you. you can get back to what you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no problem. Um, okay, so I discovered you from, like I said, the So Far Sounds YouTube channel, or actually it was the Instagram, but it was a clip from the YouTube video where you were playing from your album. Um, so that was a virtual performance because obviously mm -hmm. live performance aren't happening. Are there any other virtual performances or any other things like that that you've done over the past year to compensate for life yeah. you haven't been able to do? Yeah, I've, I've done multiple. I think early on in the pandemic, I did. Um, it was really cool. I partnered with Live Nation Northeast and they kind of allowed me to take over the Instagrams and Facebooks of all of their venues. So I kind of oh, did like a, a virtual tour, which was really interesting and really cool. And I got to like play for people that I, I never played for or like weren't my following. Um, so that's been super beneficial and like, it's, it's good practice. And it's like, well, I'm sitting in my house, like, like, not doing anything why wouldn't I want to play a show so you know it's definitely not the same but at the same time I'm happy to just like dust off the chops and like start just playing my songs for people and new people and people like you who got to discover me via Instagram via YouTube via so far like that's super cool to me so um I'm always thrilled to to do a virtual show um but obviously 
I'm dying to get back in person. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's crazy. I can imagine for the artist not having been able to play a show for so long is probably like you probably feel so cooped up in like this bubble it's like you're you're not able to play for your fans and me as someone who loves going to concerts I feel a similar way but I'm sure it's not the same um of course probably not I mean listen like you're that we share the same feelings because I miss going to concerts too and um you know like it's it's been devastating It, it really has and also like I kind of have become more comfortable as an artist over the last year and a bit, two years. And I haven't been able to like express that on stage yet. So I'm like extremely anxious to get out there and like to, to play stupid hours. And, and I, I had, didn't even get to really play. We'll be fine really. Um, so I'm bubbling with, with stuff and I just really want to really want to do it. So hopefully ASAP. Yeah, hopefully soon. And um, kind of going with that, do you have any future goals for yourself as an artist, places or festivals you'd want to play or just things that you want to accomplish in your career? Yeah, um, I think first and foremost um, is a proper tour. To to be completely honest with you, I I haven't really done one. Um, I've done one-off shows in different places and I've gone out with, with, artists and open for people but I actually really have never done my own headlining tour so I think that that is my most immediate goal that I'm working towards every day to make that happen and um, I I better see you at a show and (laughs) um, so so yeah that's like the most immediate goal for me right now Um, but I just kind of don't want to stop I don't want to take much time between albums i just want to keep putting stuff out i want to keep making stuff um and i want to go on tour and i want to grow you know that's kind of been the that that too is the overall sentiment of stupid hours is just growth um and my goal for myself is really to to never stop learning and growing um and so that's my that's my pursuit all right. Well, definitely. I will definitely be there once you have a tour. You better. Once you play in Boston, I'm there. Yes. Amazing. Um, yeah. And so that was all the questions I had for you today. Um, Sick. Before we wrap things up, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you on social media and where they can listen to your music? Absolutely. Every social media uh, handle is at Jesse Gold Music, J-E-S-S-E-G-O-L-D Music. Um, and my music is just Jesse Gold. Anywhere you listen to your music, even if you're on Deezer, we got you covered. Um, so yeah, please go check out the EP and my other stuff, and give me a follow, and you know, shoot me a message, and I'll say hi too. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. All right. Well, you heard Jesse. You can follow him on social media and listen to his music wherever you listen to your music. And uh, that's the end of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram and keep up with the podcast at Hollywood Hero Pod. And I will see you all next episode. Bye.